There's so much health advice floating around, online, among friends. But who can you really trust? Trust the experts. Listen to the world's brightest medical minds, our very own Cleveland Clinic experts. We ask them real questions, tough and intimate health questions, and we get real answers, all originally recorded live. Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Nada Youssef, and you're listening to Health Essentials Podcast by Cleveland Clinic. Today, we're broadcasting from Cleveland Clinic main campus here in Cleveland, Ohio, and we're here with Dr. Julie Honecker. Dr. Honecker is currently the director of the Vestibular Imbalance Disorders Program within the Head and Neck Institute here at Cleveland Clinic. Dr. Honecker is an audiologist specializing in state-of-the-art assessments and management planning for all patients with dizziness, imbalance, and falling risk concerns. And today we're here to talk about vertigo. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Sure. And please remember this is for informational purposes only and it's not intended to replace your own physician's advice. All right, so let's talk about vertigo. Okay. Uh, the overview. So let's start with very general. What is vertigo and what are the different types? Okay, sure. Good question. Well, vertigo is in a class of symptoms that patients may experience. So if we think of symptoms of why patients come to see me, it might be due to vertigo, which is this uh, perception of self-movement or the movement of the surroundings. So perception of the room moving or yourself moving or having distorted movement. Um, sometimes patients can describe this as a dizziness, which is kind of distortion of your spatial orientation of where you are. Sometimes it can be postural symptoms, but vertigo is truly this sensation of spinning, a rotation movement of either yourself or what you're visualizing in the environment. Okay, now I want to ask you this. When I first was, uh, we're talking about vertigo yeah. and putting yeah. this together for you, I was like, is vertigo neurological or ENT, audiologist? How do you how do we know where the dizziness yeah, is yeah. stemming from? Good question. Well, that's we have that exact answer all the time. That would make our lives a lot easier <laughs> yes, as so medical sure. professionals. But honestly, vertigo can stem from so many different problems. So you're right; it can be neurological issues. So somebody who has a stroke, they can experience vertigo. Mm -hmm. It could be due to an inner ear problem. So within our inner ear, we have balance receptors on each side. And if one part of that system goes out, it can give us a sensation of false movement that can be very debilitating. Mm -hmm. It can be secondary, kind of what patients may describe as vertigo. It could be due to blood pressure lesions, maybe changes, quick changes in position. Um, there's a lot of different reasons for this. Even medication can cause sensation. Wow. Or if we engage in things on the weekend, sometimes sure. we can have the sensation of vertigo. Sure. So would you say that vertigo and dizziness could be the same thing? I would say it used to be that dizziness was the umbrella term and vertigo fit underneath it, mm -hmm. but now we're finding that dizziness is very separate from vertigo. Okay. Dizziness is this altered sense of spatial orientation, a distortion of kind of where we are within space, where vertigo is truly the sensation of self-movement or the movement of the surrounding. Okay. So think of it more as like a spinning sensation. It's sure. vertigo. Sure. Where dizziness can be, oh, I'm just, I'm feeling off, or I feel things are, are not as they should be. Sure. Okay, great. So when you were talking about balance receptors in your ear, can you yeah. describe what those are? Oh, sure, sure. So we have what's called a vestibular system, and on each side, deep within our skull, so just imagine deep within our head, um, right next to our hearing organ, we have five balance receptors end organs on each side of our head. We have three what are tiny little canals that look like little hula hoops in our head that are all fluid filled. 
And then we have two organs right next to that that are called our gravity sensor organs. And they're gravity sensors because they have um, dense particles we refer to as otoconia, or sometimes patients and even providers will refer to it as crystals, within our head that when we move with respect to maybe leaning to the side or um, kind of moving in a car, it's these crystals that shear um, receptors, little hair cells within these organs that give us a sense of where we are in space. I see. Okay, so then what, what will cause vertigo? What are the causes? Sure. Well, if it's inner ear, it could be due to the fact that um, on each side of our head, we have these balance receptors. And they are letting off and emitting information, firing information at all times, just to let us know when we are in space, where we are in space. Okay. As we move our bodies, so let's say I do a head turn to the right, I'm getting increased information on the right side. Mm -hmm. So I'm sending this asymmetrical information to the brain to let my brain know that I've turned to the right and to initiate some reflexes so I can see things clearly with my eyes, move my eyes, control my head so I have upright head posture, and control my spine. If we have a breakdown, well, let's say we have some sort of virus or some sort of condition that impacts our inner ear balance system, either a part of those balance receptors or even the um, adjoining nerve that sends these signals, it can falsely give your brain the perception that you are in motion, even though you are perfectly still. So you have this perception because we now have increased firing rate on the good side. Sure. We have decrease on the side that's impaired. Your brain is interpreting this as if you're doing a head or body turn continuously. Wow. So that can give the, self, the false sensation of movement. Would head injury cause something like that? It can, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, typically with concussion and head injuries, you can have impaired balance. Mm -hmm. There are head injuries that can actually impair your vestibular sensors. So depending on where you have head injury, if it's more within your temporal um, lobe, that can certainly impair those organs. But even just head injury in general can give that sensation of dizziness that yeah. I described or just kind of postural imbalance as you're recovering from the head injury. So is this something that you'd say is hereditary? Um, there are some conditions that can be hereditary that can um, make somebody maybe more susceptible to um, having inner ear problems that can cause vertigo. Um, sometimes it's congenital, so we're born with some sort of deficit that or um, anomaly that can cause this. And sometimes it's just due to the aging process. Sure. Yeah. We're just more susceptible to developing conditions that can lead to vertigo. Can ear infections lead to vertigo, or can they be linked at all to vertigo? I think vertigo, again, is a symptom that can be from numerous conditions, and absolutely, if we have um, an ear infection that's causing kind of a, a feeling of imbalance mm -hmm. between our two ears, that certainly can lead to symptoms of dizziness, and even we've had at times patients report true vertigo sensations because of that. All right, so I want to talk about the most common, is it type of vertigo, the BPPV? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so can you tell me what it is sure. um, and uh, what it's triggered by? Sure, well, the acronym BPPV stands for, the B is benign, mm -hmm. meaning it's not a life-threatening condition. The first P is paroxysmal, meaning this is something that comes on very suddenly. Okay. The second P is positional, meaning this is um, triggered with changes in positions such as getting into bed, getting out of bed, rolling over in bed. 
And the V is the vertigo, that sensation of self-movement or movement of the world around you. And this is the most common inner ear condition and actually one of the most common reasons why patients will report vertigo. Mm. Um, important things to note, so kind of getting back to your original question of, you know, how do we differentiate one type of vertigo being neurologic versus an inner ear? And it oftentimes goes to the time course, so how long the symptoms are. With BPPV, these are very short duration symptoms that are brought on with changes in position. Okay. And the reason for this condition, it actually has to go back to the description of the crystals that I mentioned before. So we have crystals, or what we call otoconia, that are in our ears, and they are these dense particles. And since they're dense, they're gravity-sensitive particles. And the organs that they are adhered to are gravity sensors. These organs are right next to the hula hoop organs I was talking about, these kind of semicircular canals. And sometimes due to disease or even just due to aging process, these little crystals can become dislodged mm -hmm. and they can migrate and free float into other parts of our ear where they don't belong. And with respect to gravity, they're gonna go down and they can go into one of these little hula hoops or semicircular canals that's positioned further down. Um, which is called our posterior canal. Mm -hmm. And when that occurs, we now have an organ that was not gravity sensitive that becomes gravity sensitive. Mm -hmm. So when we're moving in bed, typically we sense we roll to the right, but after that we shouldn't have any other sense of or perception of movement. Right. But if we have these little crystals in these canals moving with respect to gravity, it can give this kind of transient response of, ooh, something I'm moving or what just happened and it can be very scary for patients. Sure. And is that why um, people usually realize that they may have vertigos because yes. of the sensation is stronger? Absolutely. Yeah. So it can be very debilitating. It can bring on other symptoms of imbalance. Um, I think the scariest thing is just the fact that it comes on so abruptly. Sure. Even though it's very short, it's a very, very strong response that patients can experience. Now with our society having our smartphone being our third arm. Um, is looking down at our smartphones triggering um, BPPV or vertigo? Well, I would say that it's not a cause for this, okay. but certainly patients who may have this particular condition, if it's in one of these semicircular canals, as I described, mm -hmm. these um, semicircular canals have little receptors that respond to changes in head position. So. Um, quick movements to the right or left, mm -hmm. looking up or down, we're activating these little receptors. And if we have these uh, crystals in those canals, it can, again, activate it to where it can bring on those, those senses of motion sure. or vertigo. So is there any preventive measures that we can do? Like, how do I know my crystals are where they're supposed to be in my ear, or is the only time I know that they're not aligned or gravity did its toll is by being dizzy? Well, I always say that, I don't think this is really my thing that I'm calling, <laughs> but I credit for it, Take it. Um, is that our balance system is our sixth sense. Mm. And we don't really appreciate it until something goes wrong. So I would say cool. the best thing that you can do for your balance system is to keep up with your health in general, mm -hmm. keep active, keep up with exercise, um, go to the you know your physician annually just to make sure everything's in check. But really, we don't start to appreciate decline until we notice changes such as symptoms of vertigo, such as problems with our ability to walk, or we're not feeling as steady as we used to. Sure. That's when we start to notice things go 
awry. Sure. But for preventative things, the best thing would be exercise and just maintaining overall good health. Great. And then would you say, are there any at-home exercises that someone can do while they're watching TV or maybe not watching TV? But is there any, any kind of treatments or anything that we can do at home um, to help with this, like special exercises? Yeah, that's a great question. So if if you feel you have BPPV, the, the first thing you need to do is reach out to a healthcare provider. So this could be, um, first stop, it's always primary care. Great first stop. Um, your internist. Um, from there, if it is something that is truly fitting the characteristics, so again, it's brief in duration, lasting only seconds mm -hmm. to upwards of minutes in duration for these symptoms of vertigo, brought on with changes in position, if you're able to localize which side is triggering this, such as rolling over in bed to the right, um, getting up from bed from the right, or sometimes mm -hmm. patients will say, well, when I go to reach for my phone in the morning on the right side, that's when I notice my symptoms. Um, then there are specific exercises that you can do okay. to help treat this condition. And to do treatment for this condition, we essentially have to move these crystals from the organ where they're now housed back into the organ where they belong. Mm. And for that, because all of our inner ear is fluid filled, we have to move our head and body in certain positions to help migrate these crystals wow. back into the receptor organ where they're supposed to go. So there's specific exercises. There's um, probably the most common exercise treatment um, you could perform. It's called an Epley maneuver. It's something that, you know, there's YouTube videos for this. There's um, certainly um, a lot of information on the web. I always think it's good, though, to have patients talk to their doctor because, as you mentioned before, there's so many other causes. Right. And we want to make sure that we're attending to the correct thing. And there's also chances with treatment we could do things incorrectly right. and that can cause more harm than good. All right, good points. So I want to talk about, I know you said it's usually um, aging people that can get yeah. vertigo, correct? Yeah. Or it could be yeah. an underlying disease, mm -hmm. things like that. But is there a certain demographic? Um, or specific age more prone to vertigo? I would say vertigo is any age, okay. any stage. For the condition of BPPV, we see an upward trend as we age. Um, there's a higher prevalence of okay. that particular condition. Sure. But this is something that uh, a child is not immune to this condition. Okay. It could happen secondary to head injury. Um, you know, they're playing on the playground or they fall. Um, they could sustain a head injury and that can cause these little crystals to become dislodged. So anybody with ears, eyes, and a yep, head can get yep, it? can have it. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Good to know. So um, why do some women report getting vertigo when they're pregnant? When I was doing my yeah. research, um, yeah. I saw some of that. What, why is that? I would say it, it may not be, and we, when we think of vertigo, I think we automatically think of an inner ear condition, mm -hmm. but it may not always be. So oftentimes in women who are pregnant, there's hormonal changes, yes. and hormonal changes cause blood flow to go to baby rather than mom. Sure. So then with quick changes in position, um, mom may be more susceptible to feeling dizziness or lightheadedness because of this. So I'd say the biggest thing is hormonal changes. Um, sometimes also with hormonal changes, one of the other culprits for causing vertigo is underlying history of migraines. So maybe mom has more um, more susceptible to migraines if these change in hormones is causing her to have migraines with secondary symptoms sure. such as vertigo. Sure. And then I've also read that it sometimes gets worse at night. Do we know why it could a vertigo can get worse at night? Not for pregnant moms, but for anyone that has yeah, vertigo? Yeah. Well, I would say it's probably, if we go back to BPPV, this is, if it's brought on with changes in position, mm -hmm. you're getting into bed at night. 
Right. So you're more likely to sense to this. turn left and right Absolutely. while you're sleeping. You're more likely okay. to sense it then. Sure. So. Um, and then would you say it is a symptom of anxiety or depression or just in general, any kind of mental health can be related to vertigo? That's a, that's a great point. And there are conditions that can cause symptoms of dizziness. Mm -hmm. There are issues of panic attack that can bring on um, even what patients may describe to them is something akin to vertigo. Sure. So I think there certainly are mental health conditions um, that can cause this. There are some um, conditions actually in the realm of um, not so much fitting with anxiety, depression, but more chronic conditions where patients may have had a, a vertigo episode in the past, something such as BBPD, mm. but kind of this uh, internal worry, is this going to happen again, can lead to other health conditions, mm -hmm. and that can increase anxiety, which can then lead to kind of um, our overall, even our body, how we adapt to this sure. can cause us to be um, more susceptible to um, kind of thinking about our senses if we're in an environment where we have to maybe rely more on visual information that can make us have more symptoms when we're in that type of environment because we're maybe not wanting to rely as much on our other senses. So Very good. Um, so I want to talk about treatment. When is it time to go see a doctor? When, like, you know, you feel dizzy here and there, but when is it time to absolutely have to go see a doctor? Well, I'd say the biggest thing um, would be if you are sensing symptoms of dizziness, mm -hmm. um, or even vertigo, or even if you notice that you're you're having some difficulties with your, your balance control or your walking ability, have the first conversation with your doctor. Okay. So this is step number one, go to your primary care, your internist. Again, there could be very common reasons for this. It wouldn't be a, a huge red flags in the beginning. It could be something medication related that mm -hmm. you need to be, have it controlled and addressed with your doctor. Um, but I think if you have these concerns, it's a, it's a good thing always to check in because there are some other conditions that can be scarier that we have to rule out. Sure. And then you said to start with primary care, correct? Absolutely. I think that's your home base. And again, if this is something that's more commonly related to medication or blood pressure, we really want your, your central base to take note of that first. Sure. And then from there, send you to the appropriate um, specialist to take care of things. Sure. So now what kind of treatments are available for you? Well, I think it would depend on first identifying the reason for the vertigo. So mm -hmm. if it's something that's related to medications, that's something that can be controlled um, by changing the dosage, changing the type of medication. Mm -hmm. um, if it's something more blood pressure related, that's something that again could possibly be controlled with medications or diet or exercise. If it's something inner ear related, it's really pinpointing what's the common cause. So getting to the root of how long are the symptoms, what's triggering the symptoms, are they occurring? Is it one time that you had these symptoms that occur for a long time to really pinpoint the, the root cause? Mm -hmm. From there, it might be medical management with medication um, and even a rehabilitation would be a next step. So physical therapy to help a person mm -hmm. feel mm -hmm. rebalanced and also to help correct common conditions such as BPD. Okay. And is the treatment usually like eardrops, or are they like pills, medication? Um, it would, again, it would depend. It so on it would depend on what's wrong and what's the, the true cause for this. So that's why it's so important to speak to a healthcare provider when you are having these symptoms to really understand what the cause is so that we can provide the best management care for these symptoms.
Because there, there can be numerous reasons, just as you described, neurological, cardiovascular reasons, ear-related reasons. Right, 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 head injuries. So um, I can imagine if someone has vertigo, it, could, it would be very difficult to do something like driving. Um, are, are there complications to the point where people cannot drive because of their vertigo? Yes, there, there are times where it may not be safe for a yeah. person to drive just for this fact that when we are in a car, if it's an inner ear problem, mm -hmm. um, even just driving the car looking straight ahead, we are, are having information sent to our inner ear balance system. Yeah. system. Sure. And that, if that thing is not working between these systems, this can certainly provoke those symptoms of dizziness or vertigo. Um, quick head movements in the car, having to look into your mirrors, can trigger responses that can throw somebody's perception of where they are in space off. Right, right. All right, one last question for you. Yeah. Um, if you are prone to vertigo or feeling dizzy, what precautions um, can we take if you could just let our audience know? Sure. I'd say, well, again, first and foremost would be checking in with your, your doctor. Um, I think the biggest thing that would help providers out is to help understand the triggers. So thinking about what you were doing at the time when your vertigo came on, um, is there a pattern to this vertigo? Do you have associated symptoms with the vertigo? Is this something that's brought on with changes in position? Do you have nausea? Is it short in duration? Are you experiencing head pain with these? Um, those are the real things that we need to better understand to um, help properly diagnose and get you on the correct management path. I think the biggest thing just to, for our balance system in general, as I mentioned before, is just to keep up with your balance system. If we don't use it, we lose it. Sure. That's the saying, and sure. we have to keep active. We have to keep up with our overall health um, just so that our body as a whole is working in its prime and that can ward off these symptoms of dizziness and, and even vertigo. Great. So for prevention, prevention measures, we should sleep well, yes. eat well, yes. exercise, Absolutely. all the good stuff. Keep okay. stress at bay if we can. Keep stress at bay. I like that. Thank you. Thank you so You're much welcome. for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks again to our listeners who joined us today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, we do offer at the Cleveland Clinic many multidisciplinary evaluation of dizziness. So to schedule an appointment, please call 216-444-8500. And to listen to more of our Health Essentials podcast from Cleveland Clinic experts, make sure you go to clevelandclinic.org slash HEPodcast, or you can subscribe on iTunes. And for more health tips and information from Cleveland Clinic, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cleveland Clinic, just one word. Thank you. We'll see you again next time. This concludes this Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.